B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiver, a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. Welcome to the Beer Run, part of the BS and Beer Network, the only Saints podcast and YouTube show with a two-drink minimum and takes as bad as people who don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You gotta keep... I say you gotta keep on your toes. Put toes at it. I'll fight you. I'll fight on that hill. I don't care. I am the California Cajun. This is Lil Dice. How you doing, Dale? It's a Christmas movie, Craig. Why? Why is it a Christmas movie? Because it's a Christmas movie. It takes place at a Christmas party, and they learn the spirit of love and forgiveness and Christmas time, and it's wonderful, and you should go watch it right now. Okay. There you go. There you go. If, if you have any problems with this take, be sure to let us know on social media at BS and Beer Media. No, no. For, no, no. Forget that. If you have a problem with that take, I'm going to be outside the Superdome on Sunday. Go and find me outside the Superdome. Have a, a lovely, polite discussion with me. <laughs> in which I will convince you of the error in your ways and that the Nakatomi Christmas party is the best Christmas party. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. <laughs> there you go. Craig, Craig is really passionate about this. I don't know if you want to meet him outside for this, but uh, yeah, yeah, just let us know. <laughs> All right. This is the beer run. We've got four downs. We're going to be talking about some beer, some Saints news, kind of recap this victory over the Panthers. Woo. We're going to talk with a Giants fan on Ooh. third down. And then on fourth down, we'll give you our keys to the game and our predictions. So referees, get out there, spot the ball. Let's get this thing going. First down, Saints. <laughs> All right, Craig, what you drinking, bruh? All right, listen, this is probably the last of these shows I'm doing without alcohol, but I'm still drinking beer. I am having the only non-alcoholic beer I've found so far that tastes like beer, and it is the Guinness non-alcoholic beer, suggested by my co-host over here, Dale. Um, I, I said the other day, if I ordered a Guinness at a bar and someone brought me the non-alcoholic Guinness, I'm not sure I would have noticed. And I think that's the nicest thing that you can say yeah. about a non-alcoholic beer yeah. and tasting like a, a poor approximation of whatever it is. Uh, you see, non-alcoholic beer is a lot like uh, getting laid in a canoe in that it's fucking close to water. So <laughs> as long as you can kind of look past that and pretend you're drinking a beer, it can work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna give you no tasting notes. It tastes like a Guinness, just kind of a little bit flat. That's what it tastes like. What are you drinking, Dale? All right, all right. Well, got my last day drinker from Lost Forty Brewing. Um, I need to go to the store again, Craig. Yes, you're you're up for your your every three months trek to the liquor store. Apparently, Arkansas has one liquor store. It's six days travel through ice and rain and he can go once every quarter walking uphill both ways <laughs> there we go nice pot yes yes so but yeah I'm, when i go back man I'm, I'm going to get something um that i can make some hot drinks with 
Great, because um, it's getting cool. So, it's getting a so Christmas cold. time, are you the eggnog side or are yes. you like the, the hottie toddy side? Yes. Or Bulp. just booze? <laughs> Both. Yeah, all all right. So Rumple Mints, it's the peppermint liqueur. It's 100 proof. Very, very sweet. Very, very pepperminty. That in any kind of festive drink is the perfect Christmas way to knock your teeth in. It's okay. the best. There we go. You get this. Uh, there's this peppermint cold brew you get at the store. It's a uh, like stock or stoke, whatever. And you use a little little cold brew, little little schnapps, and then uh, you know the next yeah. day your wife is mad at you and you can't find your pants. But it was a really good drink. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to doing right there, Craig. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take your recommendation and uh, make my holidays really happy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Second down. And some Saints news. The Saints are signing James Robinson, the running back, uh, probably best known from playing with Jacksonville. Um, He tore his Achilles like a couple years ago, Mm. but he did come back and was a successful back for Jacksonville. So um, we'll we'll see what he got in the tank, man. I mean, we won't, though. He's just... uh... He's just replacing Miller because they're going to move Miller to IR because he's made of glass and is clearly inferior at this point in his career to Tajay Spears. Um, yeah, dude, I mean, he's not going to see the field. You know, Jamal Williams and Kamara, if Taysom Hill is good to go this week, then those are your running backs. You know what I mean? So okay. good to have depth. God yeah. forbid something happens to Kamara and you have to use him. That would be just – talking about yeah, window we, of the sale. Like we got we like don't, three we don't need anything – we don't need anything to happen to AK these no. next couple of weeks because this is the fantasy playoffs. Crazy. Oh, for God's sake, Tail. <laughs> you have a whole show for this. Keep it out of mind. <laughs> yeah, playoffs? Yeah. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I dare you. Craig, I, I look for any excuse to hit this button. Okay? That's, that's what we do. All right. <laughs> so. Let's talk about the win over the Panthers here, Craig. 28 to 6. A win. Yes. A win. Have you ever, ever, ever had so many people disappointed with a win? Including myself. It's amazing. <laughs> like the people who wanted to win are still sad because we played like crap. And yeah. the people who wanted to lose are sad because we won. <laughs> like no one was happy. Uh, except for Derek Carr, apparently, because he was real pumped up after that touchdown that made him like 50 yards passing or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about that because Derek Carr finished the game with 119 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, and this is him coming off of you know the injury, right? Um, well, you know, a lot of injuries that he's been coming off of, but um, you know, we we were kind of wondering, was he healthy? Was he truly healthy enough to play? Um, DA did talk about the health of Carr. Certainly wasn't, you know, in my mind, 100%. Um, but he was he was more than healthy enough to go out there and, and play. Um, and, you know, it wasn't our best, wasn't his best performance. It wasn't our best performance offensively. Um, so we've got to make some corrections. And um, fortunately, we get to do that off a win. And, and now we get ready for New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always good to correct off of a win versus a loss, so I, I get that. Um, well, it's nice to play the Panthers. Can we play them a couple more times? 
Here, yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Obviously, being an offensive lineman, we talked a little bit on the chaser, which I don't even listen to because I can't stand Dale. Um, <laughs> the fight with McCoy and how it changed kind of our offense. So I have the stat in front of me right here. Before the fight, Derek Carr was twelve of eighteen for thirty-seven yards and an interception. That's bad. Okay, that's real bad. That's real, real bad. Good completion percentage, if you want to sound silver lining. After that fight, though, six of eight, 82 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm. Sharp. Okay. Ever since that fight, sharp, including back-to-back touchdown drives. So I'm not a momentum guy. I'm not an, an emotion guy. I think you perform better when you're calm, cool, collected, and on the same page. But maybe this needed to happen. You know, maybe, you know, he's been kind of a prima donna and he's been getting, he's been skating by and people are just kind of like, well, you know, he's got to keep doing what we're doing. He hasn't been as bad as you think we're doing. Shut up, Dennis Allen. That, <laughs> you know, like if someone just came up and said, listen, you suck. Like, yeah, that, that guy came and sacked you because you called the wrong protection. You have been throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. You are not good. And, you know, if that rattled some things loose and, you know, and if they, whatever it takes to start clicking better, whatever it is. If it works, it works, man. I would love to see them us come out and put a bunch of points up and be like, that was the turning point. That's when we started rolling. That's when things changed. It's not going to happen that way. But, I mean, you had to do something. And if it means calling your quarterback out, you know, I, I can't say that I've yelled at a quarterback on the field. Sideline plenty of times. Okay. But to th- have that blow up on the field is just a bad look for everybody. Yeah, this is what, like the third kind of blow up. That we've had during it's the, the season. first time that the other guy blew up at him. Yes, yes. He uh-huh. blew up well, a few times, but certainly at receivers, uh, Olave is the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But to have somebody stand back up and like, and let's be real, it's an offensive lineman. It's uh, it's McCoy who is a beast of a man. So if, yeah. if you know y'all gonna get separated, center's gonna win that. I promise. <laughs> but. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it. We played better after it happened. I mean, that's those. Those are the facts of the the matter. Is as after that fight happened, the team played really well offensively. I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but I mean, it's hard to ignore that kind of a shift. Okay. So, you said the offense did well. I mean, okay. I think I, 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 we, I, I think we only had three drives after that fight, and we scored two touchdowns on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that's that's a good point. Okay, I can't, I can't argue with that. Um, so then the, the overall um, overall game, though, we ended up with two hundred and seven total yards on offense. Disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Now that brings us back to one of the uh, the worst periods in my Saints fandom. The Dicker years, because (laughs) um, this has been the fewest yards accumulated since week 12 of 1997. No, that is the fewest accumulated in a win since week 12 of 1997. We've had worse than that and just didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's... I mean, so it proved a couple of things. The offense has problems and Bryce Young was the wrong pick. That's what we proved this week. <laughs> three, oh, yeah. three years. Give a guy three years to call them a bust. Unless they play for a division rival, in which case, call them a bust right now. Yeah, yeah there you go. Okay. Hit, the, hit the button. You got a button for this. 
Uh, well, yeah, I, I do. Um, it's 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 you, you only, it's only for Saints players. Oh, okay, yeah, you. Yes, see. yes, yes. I I like I like to see it with Trevor Penn. Fast alert! Fast alert! See, it it works then. When okay. Trevor's the starting left tackle next year and mauling people, I, w- I want to hear some apologies. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong, Craig. That's one thing. That's a damn lying. You know it. <laughs> oh, so um, the Saints went three or four in the red zone without Taysom. That's definitely positive mm-hmm. for the offense. Don't you agree? You know, you know what was positive? They threw to Jimmy Graham twice. They threw it to him twice, and he caught them both. What the hell is going on? And it's also true. Um, Dennis Allen talked about Jimmy Graham oh, shut and, up, Dennis Allen. <laughs> and his playing time this season. The number of snaps uh, that 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 he's played has has been limited, uh, even in the last couple of games. The one thing that we feel like, man, there, there's an area of the field that we feel like this player can help us. Um, and that's in the red area, and and he's done that the last couple of weeks, and um, you know, but there's a there's a lot of other snaps that go along in the game other than just the other than just the red area. So um, I think we got to continue to look at that balance. But I think he's, you know, I, I think he's earned the right to, you know, get some more snaps. What, what, you know, while being fair to the player, I mean, is he not an effective enough blocker? Is is the, the you know speed when there's a lot of field in front yeah. of the run deeper run. Yeah, look, I mean, well, I think we, we've got, you know, some players in, at that position that have kind of defined roles and things that they can do. Um, and and really it's kind of ends up being about opportunities. Jimmy's gone out the last couple of weeks and had gotten more opportunities. He's taken advantage of those opportunities. So when you do that, I think you should get more. So I think that's what we'll we'll look at as we move forward. Shut up, Dennis Allen. So, look, what he said was correct. You make plays in your opportunities and you get more opportunities. That's fine. But he's been thrown to five times this year, and he has four catches and three touchdowns. You, you, you're you going to tell me that you could you figured out now with four games left that you should be you should be giving him targets? Like, you didn't figure that out training camp, preseason, the first – 14 some odd weeks you couldn't figure that out until right now that's abysmal and to admit basically that you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you're just figuring it out this late in the season is is even worse it's a terrible look oh my god in heaven how does this guy have a job yeah yeah he basically (laughs) basically like look don't worry about all the mistakes i made this season we're gonna go forward and do what we do that's I, I will say, to, uh, in their defense, uh, Carmichael and Carr and all these guys, they all s- fell for the same trap that I did in thinking that Juwan Johnson was going to be a good player this year. He has a, a similar athletic comp build to Darren Waller, who you know clicked with with Carr. Carr has had numerous really successful tight ends. And I'm like, all right, well, he had eight touchdowns with Andy Dalton last year. Yeah, yeah. dude, Jalen Johnson's going to explode in this offense. And he has been the single most disappointing player for me. Yeah. Surpassing Derek Carr, which, uh, you know, has been super much a bummer, you know. But 
it's just he was I, the expectations were so good for Johnson and he's regressed horribly mm-hmm. and to the point where he's he's dropping passes that turn into interceptions that change mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy that he I mean I think he has some injuries but he's not blocking well he's not standing on the field well. he's not getting separation he's not making catches when he hits them in the hands I, yeah. I don't I don't know what happened to Juwan Johnson in my opinion that's what makes Jimmy Graham not playing such a bad offense. Because this guy's not doing anything. He, he's, he's actually hurting the team. But he definitely shouldn't get more snaps than, than, than he's been getting. He should get less. You know, so. Man. Does Jimmy Graham lead our team in receiving touchdowns? Oh, that's interesting. Olave might have four. But, like, he's right there and he never plays. That is egregious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Let me let me try to find that that stat. I think I think Olave has four. Shahid I think had three or four before he got hurt because he was the only one catching those deep okay, balls. So Olave's got four. Yeah, Jimmy Graham has three. Shahid has three. So yeah, yeah that's that's <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. The your second second leading touchdown guy on your team has been thrown to five times. Yeah, it's just stupid. It yeah. you can't convince me otherwise that this is just some surprise. Because he showed you enough to make the team. He showed right. you enough to get a contract. Right. He's shown you enough that people in this city remember him dunking on goalposts and bending them in Atlanta and all that. Like we we know what he can do and he's showing it and you're still not playing him. I God bless it. Yep. And don't tell me it's a new developing thing. He had a touchdown in week three. He yeah. had a touchdown with the Packers. It was our only offensive touchdown in that game. Look, that, that was the original idea when we, we signed Jimmy Graham. Like, he's going to be a beast in the red zone. <laughs> and he has been when they throw it to him or put him out there. Right. Right. My God. Unlike Juwan Johnson, he's doing exactly what we thought he would do. They're just not letting him. Yeah. Yeah. The show's happened. getting too long. We ran for too long. That's on that's on coaching for sure, man. Mm. Um, so, Bond, as a pass rusher, He's gotten the most uh, pass rushing snaps um, he's had since he's been here, basically. So the coaches figured out that they need to use him and and pass. Well, they figured out that Cam Jordan can't rush the passer right now, but with okay. his ankle injuries and his age, like mm-hmm. you had to do something else on the edge on third down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it's simple like that, you know. Yep. It, it's it's partly because Bond's making some plays, but. Partly because you have to have an end that can rush the passer, and Jordan can't do it. But so this this um, this clip I'm gonna play from Da um, is interesting. Uh, any more Da, I'm gonna throw up this non-alcoholic beer. I swear. <laughs> because because he starts talking about the weight, and then that kind of brings us back to the 300 pound edge rusher from New Orleans. So um, that was kind of the, the the plan. You know, was to focusing more on uh, you know being a rusher. Um, I think he's been effective in that role. Um, I think there's some times where he's gotten back there, got the quarterback off the spot, and then some things that don't really even show up. That's something that we've kind of lacked a little bit is when we do get the quarterback off the spot and the quarterback does get outside the pocket, you know, he's got the speed and athleticism to, you know, force the throw away rather than, you know, it end up being a quarterback scramble or, or something of that nature. So um, I just think having a little bit more athleticism um, I think it's been beneficial for us in terms of you know trying to be able to rush the passer. You know, I, I don't see him as a full-time defensive end. Um, you know, because I just think from a size standpoint that that's difficult to do at that size. 
um, you know, play a full-time uh, defensive end position, particularly in the run game, things like that. So, um, you know, when you get teams into a little bit more of a passing situation, there's a there's a bigger role for that player. Yeah, he's right. I, I disagree with, with the weight issue because I see tweeners – tweeters all over the NFL. They're making it work. I, and, I think they're bigger than him, though. He's not a big guy. He's He's a small dude. He's yeah, three feet it? tall. He's <laughs> roughly Dale's height. Uh, let, let me see. I, I think I think Zach Bond comparable to okay six feet two two twenty five. Two twenty five. I, I can, I can bet light, you. Bro. I can bet you Michael Parsons that, is right around the same thing. That's the combine rep rep weight on that bench press, dude. Two twenty five is not a big man. Hmm. What? All right. Micah Parsons is probably weighs similarly. Micah Parsons is a whole lot faster than Zach Pond. Okay, nope, nope. He's actually 6'2", 245. So, yeah. Yeah, shut there it. You go. There you go. Yeah. I was wrong. Mm. How does that feel, Dale? How's it feel? <laughs> like I said. No, I, I, but, I mean, I, you don't I have to convince – you don't have to convince me of it because I've seen Zach Pond get pushed around out there. Yeah. You know? And even even when he's not lined up on the line, I've seen guys, guards get to second level and, and manhandle him. I, I am I'm aware that he has some really good skills at a la getting to the passer, and he has some stuff he's not as good at a la getting ran the hell over by big old offensive linemen. They're mean people. They're big mean people, Dale. <laughs> they do big mean things. I got you. Third down for what? The Saints. The Giants. <laughs> All right, joining us today on Third Down, we've got Alex from that giant podcast. Oh, <laughs> <Boo. Boo. laughs> how are you guys doing? All good, all good. I mean, I was pretty good until a Giants fan got in here and tried to oh. ruin my fun. Look, we got a sudden winning streak right now, and now we're going to have the uh, the best uh, actor from The Sopranos come in and kick our ass next week. I'm not happy about this at all. This is all this is all garbage. <laughs> That's uh, right. The Giant Podcast is in the house. Uh, giant fans, so the crowd. Greet our guests. Yes, yes. Hope you feel welcome now. So <laughs> we're, not, we're not even we're not even division opponents. I, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I guess I, NFC, have, I right? have this kind of hate for everyone. I'm an equal okay. opportunity hater. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, fair we, we hate everybody that comes on here. So until you guys play like the Falcons, and then I'm a huge fan of yours. <laughs> okay, yeah. Desmond Ritter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best quarterback right. in the league. Yeah, that's right. Scott. That's right. We we love him. <laughs> Probably the best in our division. Does that count? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You guys have a train wreck. It's kind of like the um, NFC East a couple years back, where I think right. the Commanders won it, and no one was above 500. That's Pretty it. much the same thing. Every year, there's one division, and That's right. it's, it's you guys this year. That's right. I'm I'm pretty sure that the best quarterback in our division plays tight end for the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I probably agree. Honestly, yeah. Yep. That's, That's right. We're, we're trying to be the uh, king of trash here uh, in New Orleans. So uh, look, we'll, look, we'll see. In the we'll land, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. That's right. Exactly. That's right. That's, exactly. That's what we're shooting for here. So. <laughs> All right, Alex. Um, after this this win on Monday Night no. Football, um, 
over the the Packers, uh, Giants twenty four, Packers twenty two. Um, how how are you guys how are you guys handling this um, in the Giants world here? Yeah, I mean, wins have not been easy to come by for us this year. Um, a, a relatively disappointing season, or I'll say this: a very disappointing season. Actually, obviously, we won a playoff game last year. We get to the divisional round, and this year we can't seem to buy a win for our lives. And um, you know, we come into this one four and eight. We had two wins though uh, against the Commanders, against the Patriots, both teams that are pretty bad this year. So it's kind of like okay, whatever. And then we go into this Monday night game against the Packers, and obviously the Packers are in. Uh, your guys's range at that six and six mark six and seven whatever it may be six and seven now um, that they lost to the Giants but um, you know a playoff contender at least and you know we played adequately against them we didn't humiliate ourselves on national television like we have so far this year uh, in every single national televised game um, and you know no one really expected Tommy DeVito of all people to be able to come out here uh, and and quarterback a winning football team and you know, we see all the craziness with the tailgate before the game. Uh, then we have the dad, obviously, who we've seen in previous weeks. And then I, I like I was joking about this earlier with my friend. I was like, and now we got a new character who came in um, into the show. He just got casted. It was the the agent, and now he's yeah, yeah. Here. Let's, let's take a look at this agent here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that 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 dude is he's playing the part That's a for real. Sharp hat. <laughs> He knows a guy for sure, though. He knows a guy forever. You can't you can't say anything bad about that guy. If you do, no. you're gonna get waxed walking to your car later. Okay, so let's all be cool. I don't yeah. I don't want to get fitted for any cement shoes right now. <laughs> what do you think happened to Daniel Jones? Right? What do you think happened to Tyrod Taylor? I mean, you think those kneecaps were, were just went on their own? What are you talking about? <laughs> I forget yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but crazy how this is all like unfolded now and i was watching the manning cast i don't know if you guys on monday night football what you do but i, I usually watch the manning cast because eli okay. manning obviously yeah. um and yeah well there you go um Thank and uh he was talking about how they're showing the devito family more than they're showing um the taylor yeah. swift box <laughs> for the chiefs games so yeah it's good. Just, it's it's so funny man and it it's brought some happiness to this pretty bad season for us yeah, the owners got to get him some some better seats, man. They were like all squinched up and stuff, man. You gotta <laughs> gotta give him some space a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the lack of space it builds it, it builds the excitement, you know. It's, <laughs> it, tailgate like normal people, you know. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like it. I like it, yeah. man. It, it it is a it is a great story. Um, so yeah, Tommy DeVito here, you leading you guys to three straight wins. Yeah, um, be nice. Now that is freaking hot right there. Like three straight wins. Like, what does that feel like? I mean, <laughs> we don't know. It's it's unbelievable, honestly, because I don't understand how he's doing it. Because here's what I'll say: the two games before the bye week, he really didn't look that great. And we were playing a couple of really terrible opponents, and it just felt like we kind of got lucky. But then after the bye week, something snapped because last night on Monday Night Football, he was just a totally different quarterback in terms of you know reading the field reading the defense it felt like he was an nfl adequate quarterback who actually was you know almost carrying the team on his back rather than the team carrying him on theirs so yeah. i was really really impressed i mean i was talking about this on our show when, over the bye week we were talking about who should start should it be tommy devito should it be tyron taylor now that he's back and healthy obviously dable went with tommy devito i kind of disagreed i was like well, that doesn't really make sense. Like Tyrod Taylor is the better quarterback. 
I still think that, to be completely honest, I still think Tyler Taylor is the better quarterback, but I do understand, you know, you give the run to the hot hand and Tommy DeVito, he's doing good things for um, PR wise for the Giants as well. So there's, there's benefits for a lot of things there for the Giants. You see, what's cool about uh, Tommy and when he's in the pocket, a lot of good quarterbacks, what they, they kind of do is they let the play develop and they take what the defense can give them, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Tommy's different in that he, uh, instead of uh, instead of taking what they give him, uh, he makes a manafa they can't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bang these mafia jokes until somebody mutes me. I swear, this is so much fun. Uh, well, speaking of jokes, look, um, I'm pretty sure you, you've seen this one. Yes, I um, saw that, yeah. But <laughs> this was really good. Just just being able to to share this this one of my favorite movies coming to America. Um, yeah, they they predicted the Giants beating the Packers with the field goal. Great stuff. I, I love it. So <laughs> our kicker t- quote tweeted it, I believe, on it on uh, Twitter too, and he was laughing about it. So it's yeah, all, all funny. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome, man. It, it was really uh, any chance to see the Packers lose also makes me smile a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So DeVito also rushed for 71 yards. Yeah, gross. Um, and including throwing for 158 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, no sacks. His QBR rating was like 81. And um after the game, you know, the coach gave him that that vote of confidence and he said he's gonna start versus the Saints. So that that has to make you feel pretty good, just knowing, hey. You don't have to. You don't have to think about this anymore. Like the coach has made his decision, especially after what we saw. Yeah, I mean Tyrod Taylor must be sick sitting on the bench right now. With I mean, talk about the unluckiest career probably. Yeah, as a quarterback ever. These it, the random freak accident, the freak injuries, and he is borderline. I think a starting caliber quarterback in this mm-hmm. league, and he's just never really gotten his chance. And to be behind Tommy DeVito at this stage in his right. career. I mean, it just, it must be killer to him, man. But um, it, from a Giants perspective, from a Tommy DeVito perspective, I mean, I'm excited. Do I think he can keep this trajectory up for the rest of the season? Can he even keep it up against you guys next weekend? Probably hey. not to the same level, but your guys' defense, especially that defensive line, not the best. Um, you know, you got some ball hawks though in the secondary, and I feel like that could be, that could be difficult, maybe. Yeah, just don't throw it. Yeah. It's fine. yeah, if we just run it, hand it off to Saquon every play, we might end up. And no, and then no, more importantly, the run. QB run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yes. QB run is is been the Achilles heel. Even when we were a good defense, <laughs> we could not stop your running court. Like Baker Mayfield ran on us, bro. Tell you. We we concerned right now. Fair enough. Every quarterback can run versus the Saints. It needs to be in the game plan. I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> Um, so this last game, I thought it was pretty impressive um, that you guys scored 14 points in the third quarter, and that's when you were kind of able to start uh, being really considered to to win this thing. Because uh, before I was just thinking, you know, Packers are going to win this. You know, it's, it's, it's not really going to be close here. But, you know, at that, that 14 points in the third quarter, that was huge. Yes, Dale. Scoring points helps you win. God, I swear to this guy. It's like a, that's a, a Booger I'm, McFarlane comment right there, right? I'm, I'm big on that. Hey, big on no, I love it. I Booger do, McFarlane I do. on the show. That is an LSU guy, and we're going to defend him. 
Yeah, I no, I make those comments all the time on our show. And my co-host, he's always yelling at me. He's like, that's obvious, Alex. I'm like, well, sometimes things need to be said. Um, yeah, I mean, Tommy DeVito, he was really confident. You could see coming out of the locker room in that first quarter. He was definitely shaky, missed a few throws. But after this, after halftime, he didn't miss like a single throw, it felt like. And, you know, Wandell Robinson really started to grow into the game. And yes. I think that was the key part for us. Um, and he's been really... Um, you know, starting to ramp up each and every week now coming back from that ACL tear last year. And, um, you know, Saquon Barkley in the running game started to get going. And that's when the offense really started moving in the third quarter. And, you know, they were able to get some get some drives moving. And I believe they had a, a, a special teams. Uh, um, they had a special teams fumble recovery, too, that helped them out, got them into positive field position. So there was a there was a few few key, you know, parts there that helped them out in the fourth quarter. Obviously, Tommy DeVito the game winning drive gets them into field goal range and, and fat Randy's able to hit it away. So, um, <laughs> it, you know, it was, it's all, it was all good for the giants. I felt like second half, the defense let up a little bit, but, um, offense really got it going. Do you think Wandell is like the, the favorite receiver now? Here's the thing. Like, I feel like it changes every single week, right? Because we were talking right. against the Patriots. It was Jalen Hyde. He had, he put up his first hundred yard game of his career the week before that. We saw quite a bit of Darius Slayton and Paris Campbell. So it kind of rotates each week with this Giants roster because no, we don't really have that number one receiver like you guys do in Chris Olave. So it kind of changes from week to week. But I think Wandell Robinson, the trajectory that it's going right now and how he's just improving each and every week and he's getting healthier each and every week. And he's kind of the type of player that's so quarterback friendly because you give him the ball and he's going to make something happen rather than a guy like Jalen Hyatt or Darius Slayton, who you really are trying to throw that deep ball to and, um, you know, seeing if they can get open downfield. So I think Wandell Robinson has to be part of the game plan. And Dable, obviously he had a hundred yard game against the Packers has to get more involved against the saints, especially against a defensive line that struggled, maybe line them up in the backfield, do some stuff with Saquon. And I think that'll be the key. Um, if they want to win against the Saints. Yeah, let's look at your defense. Um, the two big names that stand out to me on defense, well, you know, besides the pass rusher, but um, Bobby Okereke and Xavier McKinney, these guys are combining for over 200 tackles on the season so far. Uh, talk to me about these guys. I mean, Okereke has been a really good signing. I mean, he was... Uh, over free agency, when we did sign him, everyone was kind of calling it an overpay because he mm -hmm. was kind of – there were some other linebackers in the market at the time that people said, oh, that's like similar um, to Okereke, and they were getting paid maybe $7, 8000000 million a year. Okereke gets, I believe it was uh, $10 million a year over four years, so $40 million. Uh, so people were kind of calling it an overpay. But the way he's fit in in this Giants defense and Winks system, um, he's been all over the place whether he's blitzing uh, as one of Wink's extra rushers, whether he's dropping back in coverage, uh, whether he's uh, in the run game, he's just been monumental. And obviously he's been the Mike guy as well for the Giants. So kind of the leader of that defense taking over from Xavier McKinney, who you also mentioned, who used to be um, calling plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and obviously from the safety spot, that is a little bit harder than yeah. when you're a linebacker. So bringing in that strong, um, you know, versatile player right in the middle of the park of that defense. And he's been really, really excellent for us. And McKinney, he's been off and on a little bit for the Giants. He came out with some comments about how the Giants leaders weren't believing in the team, kind of when things were going bad. So some people were kind of turning on him and he made some controversial comments. So he's been 
you know, having a rough season of sorts, obviously in his contract year now, but over the past few games, he's really picked it up as well. And you, you mentioned he's a tackle machine and uh, him and, you know, I'll give some credit also to another player in that secondary next to him, Jason Pinnock, who we got off waivers from the Jets last offseason. He's been excellent as well. Uh, those two guys on the back end at the safety spots. Okay. Yep. I, I, man, I'm telling you, I've got, uh, I've got Okereke in, um, in fantasy. Okay. It's been good. Yeah, he's good, man. <laughs> See, I, I knew one of two things was happening. Either the guys he brought up were on one of his fantasy teams or they went to LSU. Those are the only right. times that Dale will bring up a player on the opposing okay. team. <laughs> Unbelievable, Dale. Be a professional. We have a guest in the house. <laughs> now, your front seven, um, led by Thibodeau with 11 and a half sacks, um, that's been pretty scary for us because, look, blocking on the edge is a problem. And but now you also got Ojolari, uh, who's yeah, coming back healthy. And well, look, he, he didn't go to he didn't go to LSU. His brother went to LSU. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this is Aziz, right? His brother yeah. is um. Yeah, yeah. His B, brother's in, in Arizona. Arizona. Uh, okay, yeah, he's yeah. in Arizona. I I get the inconsequential crappy teams that I don't want to play. I'm confused. <laughs> but but yeah so the, the defensive line how, how have they been looking so far this year i mean thibodeau has been really really good uh and not a lot of people are giving him a lot of credit for that um you know he's up there as one of the top sack leaders in the league mm -hmm. and every single game he's making big plays big sacks but you know, even more than the sack numbers, what he really struggled with last year was setting the edge uh, and defending the run, and he was not good. He was just getting ran over in the run game. This year, it's been the complete opposite. He's really worked on that well in the offseason, and he's setting the edge really well, uh, and he's getting all these tackles for losses. He's reading the, the reading the game better. Um, so in addition to his pass rush prowess, which we saw last year, but he was just not really getting home at the end, hence why his sack numbers were a little lower. But yeah. the big improvement has been in the other aspects of the game, which, you know, are, I guess not as um, Twitter worthy or, you know, stuff that people are talking about online uh, when you're not watching the game. So yeah, exactly. And, and Dexter Lawrence, I mean, I can't forget him. He oh, played yeah. only 20 snaps. He's nursing a hamstring injury, luckily for you guys, but uh, he still got a sack even only playing 20 snaps. And he's just a, a beast in that inside. I hate that. I hate that so much. I'm not happy to hear this at all. He's, you know, I, I'm going to disagree with my, my wonderful co-host over here for a second. I don't think that we have a, a problem blocking the edge. I think we have a problem with the quarterback holding the damn ball too long. And Derek that's going to translate really poorly. Oh, man, I hate this. Every time we do one of these shows, I hear some stuff and I go, damn, I don't. I am so upset about that. I don't want to hear about this at all. <laughs> you know How's what we're really bad at, though? Is, 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 there, is there some deep shot opportunities? Like, do we have anything that we can do on this defense that can give me some hope? I'm going to the game this week, all right? I don't want to go in sad. Like, what? <laughs> what where can, I we, think, where can uh, the Saints exploit? I think the defensive back room, we've got Deontay Banks, and he's a rookie, so he's always going to be prone to a rookie mistake, right? Corner is the most difficult position to play as a rookie, probably besides quarterback. Um, I probably would have said it's the most difficult position, but watching Bryce Young this year probably has changed my <laughs> mind to make it quarterback. Hey, um, like I, I thought I thought you guys would like that one. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, corner's really tough. So Deontay Banks, he's been great. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's always a mistake there. And then opposite him, Adoree Jackson's been quite bad. 
this season. Generally, Trey Hawkins, who's another rookie that we brought in, he's been shaky. And then in the slot, we've really struggled. Cordell Flott, um, Darnay Holmes, both not really great options. So opposite of Banks, if you can get off of Banks, um, you're probably going to have a pretty decent chance. But um, especially when Wink is bringing the pressure and you leaving these corners one-on-one with guys like Chris Olave, there could be an issue. Uh, even Rashid uh, Shahid as well, a nice deep threat for you guys. I don't know. He's, he's injured right now, right? He's, yeah, he's quite, not yeah. So he's Him not and Michael playing, both so. out. Yeah, yeah. So my, I know Michael Thomas out. He was on my fantasy team, so that's yeah. all I know about that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, it's really such a shame what happened to his career, to be honest. So I got I can do a whole show just me crying into a bottle of whiskey about about Mike Thomas. At least you guys have Chris Olave, though. At least you guys have Chris Olave. We haven't had a yeah. top. Some of us are happy OB about that. Some of us aren't. Yeah. There's well, Derek Carr doesn't seem to be happy about it. <laughs> and and he doesn't like speaking him. of fans being split, you know, man, we could talk about Derek Carr right now too. Hey, mm-hmm. it's cool. We got, we don't have that much time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex. So if this game were to go your way. What does that look like? I think it means if we win this game, it means that we ran the ball a ton. Saquon probably has 30 plus carries, which is crazy, but you know, it makes the most sense game plan wise. And then um, I would say Tommy DeVito doesn't turn the ball over. And I think those are the key things. And our defense is just going to have to keep playing as it is. No special teams errors, which is, tough for us to do because we make errors constantly on that side of the ball. Um, we're probably the worst special teams unit ever. Um, and that's going to be the key. So just not turning the ball over. We cannot shoot ourselves in the foot. We cannot afford mistakes because we don't have the talent to make up for it. And then just running the ball and running the ball effectively um, is going to be yeah. the key in that offensive line, just creating holes for Saquon Barkley. Now, one thing to keep in mind, though, the Panthers ran for 200 yards in that game and lost 28 to 6. Yeah. But Tommy DeVito is a different beast from uh, Bryce yeah, Young. Yeah, it's, it's, Tommy it's DeVito ain't no number one overall pick, tell you what. Exactly. <laughs> Bryce Young yeah. doesn't have that agent, does he? No. He's got some hot shot agent, I'm sure. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same. Not, not the same. same. <laughs> he doesn't have uh, CJ Stroud's agent, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So, Alex, give us a prediction. And what you think are going to happen this weekend? I'm going to be honest. I'm, I was so depressed as a Giants fan up until pretty much this week uh, with Tommy DeVito mm-hmm. that I've been just predicting losses every week. Okay. But I'm going to go. Here's the thing. I actually really like the Saints roster. I think you guys have a well, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think you're a Super Bowl contender roster, but I think you guys are a playoff contender roster. I like Derek Carr. I know he's had a rough season for you guys. Um, I like a lot of your weapons. I like Alvin Kamara. I think he's still playing at such an elite level for you guys as well, uh, which I don't think is really getting talked about enough because of how um, poor you've been on offense in some sense. But um, yeah, I mean, I like a lot of your pieces. Your defense definitely, you know, does have some things to be desired, especially on the defensive line. But I, I still see the way you guys match up. Your weaknesses match up against our weaknesses our offensive lines our weakness your defensive lines your weakness it's kind of like a a battle of bad um mm-hmm. and I, I think the way you match up in other aspects your dbs uh you're pretty decent dbs against our poor receivers generally um also is a good matchup for you guys so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a i think what did i predict on our podcast i think i said 20 
to 17 saints i think that's what i said so I, I will i will say i think i gave you the guys the win so i think that no, is i was gonna say so many mean things about you and then you said all that nice stuff and now i don't want to say anything mean yeah you can't say oh, anything man. mean. i think it's gonna be a close game though i don't think it's gonna be uh super one-sided but then again when i do say that it's always one-sided and we lose by like 40. <laughs> that's what i said week one <laughs> against the cowboys i'm like this is gonna be a close game like I predicted like something like twenty-one to twenty or twenty-eight. Did, did any of us think the Cowboys were going to be that good this year? I didn't no. think they were going to be this good. Yeah, there's no way they stay this good until playoffs. I mean, I just, I just can't. Well, yeah, they're the Cowboys, but I mean, they're going to be good until then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they demolished the Eagles, man. I did not see that mm. coming. Did yeah. not see it, but yeah, I mean, it's really tough. You guys have a bad division. At least you guys yes. have that. Our division is great. Uh, at least right. the top two are really, really good. So it's rough, but. It is what it is. We'll be up there one day. <laughs> one day. Yep. Yep. I understand, man. All right. Well, Alex, we appreciate you joining us on the beer run. Um, can you plug your podcast? Uh, let everybody know where they can find you and listen to your stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. Um, I think we're on Instagram at the same name, TikTok also. Um, you know, we do coverage every game, uh, previews, recaps. So um, probably some fun off-season coverage because we're so bad. So um, not ideal what we wanted, but I'm sure we'll have a lot of draft talk and stuff as well. But thank you guys so much for having me on. Oh, appreciate yeah, you joining. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. They're going to go for it here on fourth down. What do you have to say about our guest? I want to tell you right now, did not have any idea what the hell he was talking about. All nonsense. Everything he said was a lie. He's a slanderous man. Whatever, all of it, shenanigans. He's fine. He's a nice guy. He says this every week. All right, we coming down the keys to the game here, Craig. So, if the Saints are going to beat the Giants, mm. I believe we need to limit the quarterback running. This past game was his best game of the season in the rushing department with 71 yards. So we cannot let this happen to us. Oh, yeah. No, he will. It's fine. <laughs> no, but it's not about the, the number of yards. It's about the situations, you know? How many third and 13s will they convert? You yeah. Know? Yeah, you're right. That's where it gets, it gets us. It's not like these running quarterbacks. Like Josh Dobbs didn't have a ton of yards but every third down, it was automatic. You know, yeah. that's where they get us. It's the situational running. That's what Baker Mayfield did when he torched us. He didn't just go off, take off running all the time. He took off running on third and long and would beat us, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Com combined with his, uh, DeVito being able to run and Saquon Barkley looking like old Saquon and our defense looking the way it's been looking, I am not feeling good about this in any way, shape, or form. Yep. That's the next key to the game. Stop Saquon Barkley from running in the last uh, three wins. He's had four touchdowns together. So um, he is definitely a key to this team, and we got to shut that down. I love this is the kind of in-depth analysis you only get from the beer run. That's right. So here are our two keys of the game. Don't let the quarterback beat you, then don't let the running back beat you. Is the third key that we don't want to let their wide receivers beat us too? Uh, no, because we don't know who the hell not worried about are. the wide receivers, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, it's it's the same thing we say every week. If we stop the run, we're gonna we're gonna be just fine. 
and every week we find a way to get gashed. And I am not excited about this matchup. I I don't like it. <laughs> they're they're one three in a row. They're hot. They they found something with this this rookie mafioso. And we're over here infighting. You know, we're we're yelling at our quarterbacks, and we're talking. Yeah. We're hearing rumors of uh, our star defensive back on the injured uh, the uh, the IR list has a problem with DA. And I'm sure guys like Mike Thomas do too. You know, we are, we are eating ourselves alive. We have a coach that no one wants to have here, except maybe Mickey Loomis, and that's a problem. It's uh, it is getting testy. It is getting ugly. And the fact that we won 28 to six against a hated division rival and nobody cares is a really bad sign. Hmm. I'm I, I wish I waited longer to buy the tickets to this game that I'm going to on Sunday because they're probably really cheap right now, and I yeah. bought them way too early. Yeah, there are gonna be a lot well, of empty seats. I don't know, man. Like the Giants fans probably uh will probably get in there and they start paying too much for the tickets. So, man. Oh, God, I hate I, I, the I, if if I go there and it's the kind of split like it was against Detroit, where the whole the whole lower ball bowl of the stadium is all blue jerseys, oh, I'm I'm gonna go to jail. It 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 will be because look, New Orleans is a destination, so uh, especially. Uh, you coming from the cold, going down south? Yeah, give me give me some of that. <laughs> I hate give me it. those tickets. I hate it. Oh. Miserable. Right. So the last key I got is on offense, we need to run the ball effectively because the Giants are 29th in the NFL versus the run. They what are they against up, the pass? I don't have that in front of me, Craig. Okay. Why don't you have it in front of you? Because <laughs> I don't. I, I got, I got what I got, I'm, and that's I'm what I got. I'm just here to smile and look pretty. Where's your stats, bro? I, I got what I got, and that's what I got, Craig, okay? I'm reading off what I got, all right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Against the pass, they are 18th. Okay, so middle middle of the road, mm -hmm. uh, which makes sense. They got a good pass rush, and they got a crap secondary. So, yeah, yeah. man. I, you know what would be awesome is if we could run the ball and then use some play action. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that would be next cool. Little, little note there: use play action, Craig. You're, use you're play action. I'm just gonna. I I got really good seats to this game. I'm just gonna scream it at the sideline and hope someone hears me. Yes, yes, okay. they, they, because they, I got they a big, I got a big outdoor voice, baby. It. I'm doing it. Yeah, they, they probably just don't realize. They don't realize they're not using play action. So yeah, you can help them out, Craig. Let's yeah. just not know. I mean, clearly they don't listen to this show because mm -hmm. I have been beating that drum for longer than we've had a podcast. Yeah, I got. I get. I like it. Oh. All right, prediction time, Craig. Okay, look, um, I don't like the matchup. I don't at all, and I, I am actually a big fan of Saquon Barkley. I don't know. A lot of people don't aren't. I don't know. I think he's good. Uh, I think we win, though, because I think uh, Cinderella hits midnight every now and then, and three wins in a row with Tommy DeVito. Uh, who? And now he's on the road. He's got three in a row. He's coming off a... A really tough knockdown drag out game that that they just took out. There's an emotional letdown after a win like that. You know, uh, our secondary is still good. Uh, you know, our defense is not good against the run, but it's good in general. It still, you know, can mix up some stuff and can confuse young guys. And Devito's a young guy. Uh, and and I think I think there's real merit to maybe we found something a little bit of fire in the belly. Of, with Derek Carr on the offense, and maybe we can score some points too. So I think we win. I think we win solidly. Um, I don't know. I don't have any real reason to feel that way, guys. This is just my gut, 
And I'm an offensive lineman, so there's a big old amount of that right here. A big, strong gut telling me that we're going to look good and we're going to beat them handily and we're going to instill hope into this fan base only to rip it away on Thursday. Rip <laughs> it from our hands. Bloody hands. Just just hope dragged away from us kicking and screaming. Because we're going to get to 7-7. Seven and seven. And you remember the 7-7? Seven and seven? We'd get to the point where it'd be like, oh, we just got to 500. Now we're going to win one more game and we're going to start rolling. And that's when we'd fall apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I think, I think we handle the giants and then I think we fall apart. Mm. I think we beat the giants and we lose our last three. That's what I think is going to happen to this team. Cause that's, what's going to cause me the most physical and mental pain. Okay. All right. Kurt. So um, having said that um, 31 to 17 saints. Oh, all yeah. right. All that's right. Um. I am really afraid of the running game between Barkley and DeVito. But he's uh, so short. Yeah, well, because <laughs> it's a Danny DeVito joke. I got these all day, guys. <laughs> so I am going to pick the Giants 24, Saints 16. That's that's my prediction, Craig. Can't stop the run. Yeah, I mean, you can't stop the run, but we gave up 200 rushing yards last week, and we won by 22. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So, I mean, I, I can't argue with. Those I don't guys. know. I don't get it. I don't get how that works. Why didn't we get run out of the building, giving up 200 yards on the ground? I don't understand. Yeah, did they just stop running the ball? Did they decide to throw it deep on fourth and one instead of running it down our throats? Maybe. Maybe Carolina is intentionally tanking, which makes no sense to that on first round pick. I don't know. I don't get it. I am simply a lonely traveler in a Santa hat, really excited about Christmas time. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on a beer run. Yo, I'm so, I enjoy this so much every week. I'm so happy that you guys chose to waste an hour of your life listening to us ramble about shit. Uh, for the entire BS and Beer network, for Dave's Lighthouse Truck, for B Train, for Luke, for Little Dice for Tomas the Godfather. I'm the California Cajun. Have a beer. It's on us. Who that? Remember to follow us on social media at BSN Beer Media. Also, smash the like button on YouTube and share with friends. I'm a